Hello, listeners. Welcome to the dream stream of consciousness. I am Yiska Cook. And I am Ellen Ronis. So we're here to do dream work. And let's start with you, Ellen. It seems like you might have something interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I'll try to speak of it in the present tense, which yes. always challenges me. Yes. Uh, I am attending a large public gathering in New York City, somewhere downtown. Possibly, it felt like possibly in the aftermath of 9-11, lots of rubble. Hmm. Uh, and I'm saying we, I don't know who the we is, were on the outside of a chain link fence encircling the event. A rabbi or religious Jewish man comes up to us and says to me, Come in for a lie down next to the gravestones of those who've died in the battle, the war, the attack. I couldn't, I don't really didn't quite grasp what, what it, whether it was, a, what it was happening. Um, and inside the chain link fence, there were these like gravestones that were just on the ground, not the kind that stand up with the cut, like a plaque. Mm-hmm. And they were like in a, in rows, like you see in, um, in, I don't know, like, battle whatever anyway just a a good little graveyard within that chain link fence and he's asking us to go in and like lie down next to the gravestones um and so i go in and i lie down next to a gravestone with uh, with others doing the same and i cried and cried and cried and cried wanting to Uh, I wanted to relate to the man next to me who was doing the same thing, but he was kind of in his own, engaged in his own, um, you know, deep emotional process. He then gets up and walks a little bit away and then lies down the opposite way. And it felt like he was creating a cross. Like we're all lying, say, you know, horizontally parallel to one another. And then he goes and lies down the opposite way. So it somehow it just felt like he was making a cross, like he was making a statement with that. Um, and then at some point before or after, I didn't quite get a sense of that. There was a woman showing me around this great, big, enormous, like um, industrial style apartment building as if she's trying to sell it to me or rent it to me. And it didn't feel like I was, looking to rent or buy, but somehow I'm here I am. Um, and it was really decrepit, really like so old and falling apart. And, but it was really nicely decorated. So it was like the bones of it were like a mess, but you know, somebody had done all these nice furnishings around it. Mm. Um, and then the top floor of the window was like, like if you look outside the window of this big giant warehouse, you could see neon lights on the outside. So it had been like an, like, um, um, like a department store or something like with the big neon light that advertises the department store. So I, yeah, um, that's that. And that's the end of it. Wow. I know. (laughs) What will you title this dream? Um, aftermath. The aftermath. Wow. Wow, twice. <laughs> wow, squared. All right. How did you feel when you woke up from this dream? 
Um, to be honest, I can't remember. Um, yeah, I can't really remember how I felt, but it definitely felt meaningful. Um, and I know that I, re I was relating it to what, what is happening in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. I was sort of feeling the connection. So, you know, probably all the things that I feel about that, which is, you know. Do you remember how you felt in the dream? Your feelings, you're not remembering the feeling upon waking, but like when lying next to the grave, how do I feel? If I'm the dreamer, how do I feel? You were mourning. So. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was grievous. It was, it was yes. terrifying. Like whatever had happened felt yes. so unbelievable, like unbearable, oh. like whatever it was. Oh, like it, nice. it didn't feel like how I felt when 9-11 had happened. Like this just incredulity, like I don't even know how to, yes. this is unbelievable that this happened. Oh. And so I had that feeling. And then there's the, the aftermath, which is like, you know, the rubble and everything. And then there's somebody had built this chain link fence around. And then it's almost like the graveyard of those who've died. So, yeah, lots of grief, I would say. And, and also there was a sense of um, honor, like, I don't know if honor is the right word, a sense of, um, um, I felt honored to be yeah. asked to, to do this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I felt honored, yeah, to be asked to to do, do that. Do you mind if I skip around in the sure. stream? It, it uh, rang so many bells for me that I want to get to them before I forget them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering, are you having any um, bone? Are you having any aches in your frame? Anything up with you physically? Any what? I'm sorry? Is anything up with you physically? Are you having any aches oh. in your frame? Are there... I, yeah, that's that's such an, an interesting question that I don't understand how it's connected, but I will say, yes, I actually have. I actually have been having some discomfort in, in my bones, in my yeah. joints. Yeah, I have actually some pretty notable things in my knees and neck. Have you, have you gotten to the like crux of the problem? Did you see anybody about it? I'm planning on... Um, doing that. I'm going to physical therapy next week oh, um, and uh, trying to set up a chiropractic appointment to see if I can get some some reflection on what is happening, you know, what's going on. So the reason I ask this, and Ellen probably has more of a feeling, but for our listeners who are learning about dream work, often when we dream of a building or a house, it's actually uh, symbolic of our physical self so when we dream about a house and something's happening in the attic it might be our higher self something's happening in the basement it might be our unconscious self and um so in this case the structure of the building is sort of decrepit it needs something but the uh the design within it like oh i can put on a good show i don't have to complain i can i'm fine I'm fine. I could put on a good show for everyone, even myself. Well, Yiska, that feels so 
that feels so relevant. <laughs> Thank you. That feels so relevant to things that I'm dealing with in my own my own psyche, my own heart and mind, mm. you know, and life um, in the way that, you know, I can make things very beautiful. But it's like, at what cost do I make, I create this, um, not, I don't want to say ivory tower, but like, you know, I've created a really beautiful space yes. in my home. Yeah, and I sing it a lot. It's like isolating in a way. Yeah. So you know, um, I'm working on creating more friendships and more you know things outside of my home. But there has been a way in which it looks to those who are outside of myself that I, you know that you know I got it together yeah. and I have a beautiful home and everything's cool. But it's like, at what cost am I? I, I dress well. <laughs> like I put like meaning I put yes. on a good show. Yes. And it's, it's like, I'm, I'm not adverse whatsoever to sharing with people how, if I don't feel well in my yes. heart, I'm, I'm very open and honest about things like that. But at the same time, I can see how in a way, my isolation keeps me from like deeper intimacy keeps me mm. from love, you know, that kind of thing, partnership and love. And it's like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay over here by myself. Yeah. I've got home everything's comfortable and and that's nice and that's the thing right like I mean it's not maybe it's um indicated in the dream but I don't see where but it's really about leaving the comfort zone it's really about I think our, our growth is well I don't know if one has to do that but it's a question do I stay in my cozy bubble or do I go out and connect with my friends and in a way I'm in a similar place mm-hmm. um it often goes back to this but and many of our listeners know I have multiple sclerosis and sometimes I don't feel like dealing with motion it's easier just to sit here in my chair and I don't want to go out of my comfort zone my literally yeah yeah I I think that's normative on some level and especially in the winter time, you know, yeah, that's true. Supposed to just be in, you know, and, and that's, that's cool. And I think it's just more the bigger picture of our lives, maybe not the immediacy of right now, but just the bigger picture of what am I doing? What am I creating here? Am I creating, you know, place where I can just escape when things get uncomfortable out that out there you know and that is kind of how I feel you yeah. know yeah well it's good to have a sanctuary yeah you know, yes one should feel good when they come home agreed agreed yes agreed and I think that that's I've been wanting that I've been wanting to create like just yes. beautiful and nice and comfortable where I can just feel like dropping down because it's hard for me to drop in and drop down really it's, even in my own home it's hard say, to say more what do you mean by that drop in and drop down to settle settle I would say settle I always have this feeling of being very unsettled even in my own home okay um, I keep working on making my place more and more comfortable so that I can take a breath and really settle in myself and not be like nervous in you know, a nervous system overload, which is happens a lot for me. Um, you might, you probably know more about this than I do, but um, it seems like maybe a breathing meditation or didn't you do TM? What did you do? 
do I'll say I do I did I you know I'm in and out of TM yes I have, I have. May, maybe maybe look to TM right now to ground you or not maybe I would if I were the dreamer and I had that experience with TM there was something that drew me to that practice and I'm feeling if I'm feeling not settled perhaps I want to do that right now um, I, I just also want to go back to, you know, ask me how I felt in the dream. And when yes. I, I wrote here, you know, I cried and cried. And I remember that, like lying down next to the gravestone, crying and crying. Like, so it felt like this really good emotional release in a yes. way. Um, and it's like something maybe that I haven't been able to do in waking life, you know, for that. I can cry about my own personal stuff, but like the, world stuff sometimes I just kind of I'm like I can't deal with it but but I need to deal with it and my heart obviously needed to deal with it and I yeah. it feel that was happening so you know just that the deep grief I guess is what I would also say was happening in the dream so it isn't if you know and it could yeah these two dreams felt like they were part of the same Women's dreams could very well be two separate things. The one about the building and being shown around the oh. school. Oh, okay. No, I, all right. I was hearing it as one, you know, yeah. dream, how dreams are. They're like non-sequential and non-sequitur. Yeah. But yes. um, yes, well, I was just thinking it feels very collective. Though for you, it might be specific, you know, and it feels like because it, maybe it was 9-11 and you're, you know, we're Jewish, and it might, in my mind, it's as to, you know, the ace. I don't even remember the date, and I think that's good. But when the terrorists came into Israel and killed and raped and kidnapped so what many, that? what was it? Say that again. Oh. So, but but beyond that, that might be for you. But beyond that, it feels very much like a like a collective dream. It's almost mm. like all of the all of the sorrows mm. in in the world are mm. are being mourned for right now. It fit to me. It doesn't feel like just my my sadness or my you know yeah like cultural sadness. It feels like a bigger grief. Yeah. What's happening in our world. I think there's something definitely to that, you know, that it felt like 9-11 or something. However, yeah. that feeling that there was a war, there was there was an explosion, there was there was rubble, you know, from falling. Mm -hmm. So then there was this, you know, cordoning off of that and 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 an honoring of what happened there. And also um I'm remembering that the connection of this guy who was next to me doing yeah. the same thing. And I just kind of remember feeling like like Mm. there was something very heartful, you know, very like soft in my heart. I don't know how else to describe that about this man next to me who I didn't know also lying next to a grave stone who, who of somebody who he didn't know. Like we didn't know who yeah. these people, were, but we were just both having our own. And I wanted to connect with him. And I don't know if I, and you know, he was just so in his own grief that I really respect was respecting that. Um, yes. And I don't know, something about that, something about that seems important. And I think yes. maybe I about that. Um, it um, does. Well, to me, again, if this is my dream, 
feeling like this is showing me that no, this is an individual experience. I need to go through this deep grief. I, you know, this is not a time to extend myself. I always say this horizontally. This is a time to be vertical, you know, and um, that's my, my projection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so he's the, sorry. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the guy that then lies the other way. And so, and then to me, and again, I know I have rose colored glasses, whatever. I'm fond of it <laughs> because the Talmud says, you know, a dream follows its interpretation. You know, so in my projection of this dream, him lying the other way and making a cross is showing me beyond that it's a collective dream. This is a, a dream for everybody. So I might be feeling one way. Yeah. And, and, and I might be grieving loss, you know, in Israel. And then there's also, there's also so much loss in the Christian world. And that just to me makes it more for the collective. Okay. How was it for you? It felt symbolic. There was something very symbolic about it. Mm. Like me, I don't know. Just he, yeah. Um, let's see. It almost feels like he was. He's a reflection of some part of myself. Sure. Right. Who needed to just be in my own experience and not relate to another person in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That I do, which is I like reach out to people when I'm in a very deep, sad place mm. instead of my own inner feelings to come through. I want to reach out to somebody to be either witnessed or to for help or support. None of those things are wrong, but just to say that that's right. a bit, and I'm, I'm, I have been staying more in myself, you know, when I'm having things to see like what what transpires and what gets transformed in that experience. Yeah. Um, rather than putting it out there. And so I appreciated that he was doing that. And, you know, if he is a reflection, mm -hmm. of, I appreciate that I'm doing that more. Um, and, and in a way it does feel more masculine, right? The masculine energy doesn't necessarily, you know, they're more focused, you know, on, on, in the world, kind of focus, yeah. focus rather than internal focus. Right. Maybe that's true. I'm not sure, but that seems to be. Um, so well, those anyway. are physical organs. <laughs> yes, yeah, the physical organs. And and then the woman. <laughs> um, and so something about him getting up, if that's a part of me, like I get up and I kind of do the different thing. I do the thing that, like, that doesn't feel like what everybody else is doing, but it feels like it's very true to what I need to do for myself. I yeah. need to this way i'm not really sure why but it i i see the image looking you know of that person lying that other way and everybody else lying this way and it feels it almost feels like the eating or something oh like, i like that like the little you know people lying sort of oh like, i feel that now so, so yes yeah. just the visual of it visual yes and it yeah, feels that's interesting and i wonder what like like, you know, a bar 
across another bar might mean in the I Ching. Interesting <laughs> to look at that for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Actually, I didn't think about that until just now. But yeah. That that I kind of felt even in the dream that it was a, it was it looked like a symbol. It looked like yes stepping into something that's creating something uh, like a different, like a message or something. Yeah, I like that so much. Do you, you have I Ching, yeah? Um, I don't. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. I used to have a book of something about the I Ching, but I don't. Okay. No, I don't have it either. So, yeah. Hmm. So is there anything you'd like to know from the stream? I guess I'm also curious about like, why was I, what was I doing in this house? Like what, or this like warehouse, like was, what was I looking, you know, what was I looking for? Oh, there? yes. Why right. was, since it didn't seem like I was really looking for, you know, an apartment or whatever, like what was. You know, oh, okay. Well, that makes me feel like someone is trying to sell, sell you or rent you something. They want your business. And you're not even sure that you were looking for this. And if it's me, I'm sorry to, say, oh, I'm sorry about that as well. <laughs> um, if it were me, I would feel like someone is trying to rent me something in like not a very, you know, not, not good bones on this building. And uh, it doesn't feel like a good idea. My projection. Yeah, I feel like I need to, um, you know, I want to meditate a little and kind of reflect. Absolutely. I think that there's something to that too. And then also looking at it opposite, like, am I pushing someone something or not pushing, but encouraging something that's not going to work for someone else? And I'm only saying that because. You like the Jungian way of looking at yourself in the characters of your dream. Yeah. Um, you know, the other the other thing that occurs to me is that maybe I'm, you know, I'm being encouraged to explore a different way of thinking about things. Like mm. this is my warehouse and what could how much creative, how many creative ideas could come from, like, I could have people live here with me. We could do, make it art studios. Like, yes. like there's, so I think that's been brewing in my, you know, waking life. I love um, that. Even though I'm very happy in my little house here, but like, you know, somehow like how to make a bigger space where I could share space with people and maybe make art studios where we're working together and, you know, just kind of things like that. So maybe I'm being asked to look at some kind of an option or opportunity that is nothing that I would come up with on my own. Oh, okay. So like, okay. If, oh, so if, you don't know. Yeah. Like I like spaces that are clean around the edges, you know? Yes. So not that, but it was, it also had this incredible potential. It was huge and yes. this kind of funky neon light outside, which was kind of oh, pretty cool. I, that's right. I had a thought about that. Yeah. What was that in the dream? There was like a neon light. I kept thinking of Simon and Garfunkel, you know, when my eyes hurt by the 
Pass of a neon light and stay the night. You know, or like the words of the prophets are written on the subway walls and tenement halls. So those two things came up for me. Well, that's so interesting. I don't know what the neon said. Um, my feeling was that it was just like the name of a like an old, like that that building used to be an old department store is what it like, felt like in the in the sixties, like or even before that, uh -huh. like a, some kind of a department store, because it definitely felt like it was New York City. That's really cool. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but. Um, maybe maybe the maybe the neon light and it was lit it was lit so maybe it felt a little bit like transformation like this funky oh. was kind of transformed into something kind of beautiful and charming and funky and pretty like it had cool furnishings and things hanging and yes. and the light is like there's still life it's still life like it's something i don't know bringing you know there's so many ways i could look at that um, bringing old something, bringing the thread of the old. Funky. It's really exciting how you're looking at that building. Yeah, now there's like brimming with possibilities. You know. Yeah. That, yeah. Cool. <laughs> that's a really cool thing. Yeah, so, yeah. So, how can you honor this awesome dream? Gosh, there's so many elements to this. Um, <laughs> Start small, choose one. <laughs> yeah, because the two the two parts of the dreams were so different and I feel like they need different things. Okay, but good. Um, um I don't I feel like almost like I want to um draw or paint the symbols and the you know of the of the um the first the first part of the dream. Yeah. What would you draw or paint? Which Sounds like I just feel like I want to because we talked about it looking yes. like a symbols. I want to. Yes. Yes. Okay. Kind of, oh, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Like as if I'm looking down at it. You know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like that might want to happen. Yes, that feels good. What about the second dream or part two? No, I feel like I want to go back in there somehow. I want to feel like I want to get back in. Well, there's the answer of how you can on this dream is like dream entry. Yeah. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Or just Beautiful. like meditation, but maybe more like a creative visualization, like just go in the dream and see. Yeah. Maybe do my own little dream re-entry. Okay. Feel in that space. What's What's in it for me? Sounds good. Okay. Thanks. I they are complete. <laughs> so, yeah, I think there's lots to lots to look at there. But yeah, definitely feel. So this dream was weird. <laughs> oh, you don't say. <laughs> okay. There's something I'm in. I'm in like a. What feels like. Let me think what it feels like. It feels like a place in New York City. It's not Washington Square Park, but it's like like a paved place. Can't think of the area. But um, 
it might come to me or you might think of it. And there's two mimes and they're doing this whole miming show with each other. And for some reason, I feel like I want to communicate with them. So I start <laughs> like, like trying to communicate through my hands. And um, at first I can't, and I'm feeling like, well, I don't have the training. They can't understand me. I'm not sure if they're understanding. Then I think, oh, they do understand. And it seems we have a conversation. So I'm memeing to them. I worry they're not understanding me. And then I realize, actually, it seems they are understanding. And we have a conversation, just wordless, just with our hands. Hmm. How does that feel? You know, one of the things with the MS is that I'm not very dexterous in my right hand. And I have gone from being dominantly a righty to being a lefty, you know, even with writing and, you know, cutting anything. Um, but it feels, and I used to think, because I was interested in sign language for a while. And, but then when I got the diagnosis of MS as a 26 year old, I kind of put that aside. And, you know, I wouldn't really be able to sign because my hand, isn't always this is pretty good actually but it's not always dexterous um so that felt good in the dream that i was able to sign and i was able to use my right hand as well as my left and um did do you know who these people were did they seem familiar somehow to you Total like French mimes, uh -huh. you know, just French mimes in every way. Do you have um, any kind of thing about that? Like, oh, that like almost curly hair, you know, like, like, uh, almost look like gondoliers, you know, that's, I guess that's Italy and not France, but, um, as an American kind of <laughs> combines in my mind and, um, yeah, like just nice dark curly hair and white painted face, you know, with the red lips. Uh -huh. uh, and um oh they just they just look great. They had on like striped pantaloons with like knee socks kind of thing. Beret. Does that remind you of anything or like that part of the city reminds me of something. And not the people, not the guys. Uh, I don't think I've, I mean, I may have, I probably have seen them and maybe even in that part of the city, but for some reason they're calling me to that part of the city or myself was calling me through, you know, through them to that part of the city. Uh, I just can't think it's, um, it's not Lincoln Park. No, it's. Um, Chelsea? 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 I'm just thinking of the I don't think it's Chelsea. It's um it's almost like a big square. Like a it's not paved though, it's like concrete uh, block. So again? Tompkins Square Park. I think it is Tompkins Square Park, actually. Yeah, I think that's where I am. 
I don't know why. Maybe I'll look and see on a map what's around there. Yeah. Is that a place that you spent time when you, did you ever live in the city? I never did. I mean, what I, I know about Central Park, it was definitely like a hippie hangout for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. A lot of drugs, but I wasn't kind of into that at the time. So, yeah. yeah, but yeah, a lot of people hung out, played music, and definitely a little bit, a little bit degenerate, <laughs> you know, had a little bit of that feeling. But yeah, but like, it makes sense that that type of thing would be there, like some kind of performers, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I think what's interesting in the way you just described it is that something called you to that spot like those people the minds somehow called you it feels like that yeah and that's curious um you know like they had something to they had something to show you and yeah. maybe, you know maybe what they're showing you is what um that something that you can communicate differently that yeah. Know, that you can be understood even when you're not communicating like verbally oh or something about body language maybe yeah just different like the memes don't really have it's not really body language though with the memes it's really well it could be also improv you know that could be something memes meme mime Mine. Oh, did I say meme? <laughs> yeah, mine. Mine. Maybe French word for it, but I don't really know. Freudian. That's a Freudian. <laughs> so, meme. I don't really have anything to say about memes either. <laughs> well, you know, that's interesting because memes are symbols in a way, right? Or it's right. not really. It's kind of like a collective word or phrase that people are saying. Yes. I think that's what oh, a meme. Yeah. Is. Oh, right. It's like all of a sudden there's a meme of whatever it is, a word, I think, yeah. or a picture. Sure. Um, it feels really familiar. It's like symbolic also kind of, it's like also not verbal communication yeah. in a different way. That's true. So that's interesting. That was an interesting Freudian slip. <laughs> but so, yeah, I would like to... Um, I have two jobs, and as our one of our teachers, Robert Moss, says, dreams give us homework. And mm -hmm. so my homework from the stream is I need to see what uh, businesses are around Tompkins Square Park, and, um, and I need to see, like, why does this meme thing feel really familiar? I'm not sure, but I want to see if I scroll around on the computer and if any meme strikes me just to see what is being conveyed. Yeah. A meme of a mime. <laughs> a meme of a mime. You might be onto something. <laughs> How things come up. Um, and I guess I just, so did you say how you felt when you like had that dream feel to you? Like, how did you feel in the dream and outside it when you woke up? I think I asked you that already. In the dream, I don't believe so. In the dream, I felt like I really wanted to be able to communicate with them. And it wasn't an emergency. It was just like, but I think this is what we say too. This is what we were talking about last podcast. 
in learning Duolingo and learning Spanish. That I think mm -hmm. we both came to the same idea that we want to be able to communicate with people more. And um, I felt like that. Mm -hmm. I felt like I wanted to be able to communicate with them. I don't know why, but that was the feeling. You're just wanting to communicate with someone who communicates differently. Yeah, I guess that is what it was. It was also almost like, I have something to say. Mm -hmm. And I want you to understand what it is. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really important, like an important piece to this. Yeah, so what is it that I well, need I to say? Well, maybe is, you know, I guess my, I, I wonder, is there a place in your waking life where you feel um like you're not being understood in the way that you are communicating yes with my 14 year old <laughs> that's what i was thinking uh, oh he, oh gosh <laughs> shazam i think you got yeah. it bolt of lightning mm -hmm. oh right. my gosh like communicate like you know communicate so differently <laughs> we are worlds away from each other but I need him to understand yeah. that I'm not an idiot. <laughs> right, uh, right, I know, right? Isn't that the thing? Girls think that, oh my God, how stupid their parents are. Really <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, like, hey, your 26 year old brother thinks I'm kind of cool. <laughs> so don't be. <laughs> I think so too. Don't be so 14. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's a blessing. I love this age. I love it. I love it when they're coming into their own, but I get it. That mm -hmm. um but maybe there is something about the communication there, you know, that yeah, yeah. definitely. Doing differently to you know, and maybe there is a way because I do think we have to kind of especially with teenagers who are they're so trying to individuate, they're mm -hmm. trying to way and they don't want your way and so it's right. like how I, how can I come across without like, ah, you know? Yeah. Yes. Well, here's, here's what I did. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. Cause this is obviously not the thing to do, but he just turned 14. He just had a birthday and mm -hmm. I got him. We don't have TV, but we have computer and internet. I got him a projector and in front of me, which you cannot see because behind the computer, there's a big blank white wall. And I got him a projector he could project movies onto the wall from the internet but i'm not saying buy your kid you know love at all not at all it was just his birthday so yeah. that's why that and just happens to be right now so i was mostly kidding when i said that but a little bit hopeful <laughs> mostly kidding when you said what Oh, I bought, so, so here's what I did. I bought him a projector. No, that's not what I did. I was joking when I said that. I bought him that. But then I said, but I'm hoping, whatever, joke to self, like, I don't advise it, but perhaps it will make things a little bit better. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, I don't know what the truth is for you there, but it sounds like you did something, you bought him a gift that he would really appreciate. That he would have wanted, right? He yes. wanted, and that's cool. I mean, and that is, in some ways, that's a communication. Yeah, it is. Let me see that you would really appreciate this. Yeah. Uh, 
Similarly, that I don't relate to the love language of gift giving. Yes, me neither. You know, and I, but he might. So in a way, it is like a way to love my kid because he might appreciate. Well, that. and also, I think that if we take away the the fact that you gave him the gift, it, it because it doesn't feel like the gift giving was. I'm going to give you this gift because I love you. It feels to me like you were giving him the gift of something very particular that he would appreciate, not about the gift giving itself. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. It's like, wow, you really see me. And that, and I will so appreciate that. That's so cool that you thought of me and that you, you know, not that he would say that. But, no, but you know. I, yeah. Oh, I like that so much. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. As as ever, you know, life has its challenges and we, it can, we can be, we can be grateful. I'm, I'm trying to be, and I am, I am so grateful. And I'm trying to stay in a positive mindset. I advise that because what's the alternative? <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 you know, I think that it's important for us to feel what we feel, to feel our grief, yeah. to feel our sadness. To oh, feel that our was what the dream was. Rage. You know, I really think it's important to feel that stuff, but I not agree. get there. Let it move through. Recognize oh, wow. that that absolutely is human to feel that. Yeah. And and then you know, then how can we think differently, and how can we feel a little bit more? positive about our 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 grateful for what we have and our life experience you know yeah. i'm not sold on the silver lining <laughs> i know that you are and I, I respect it and appreciate it but it's just you know but this is why we're so good together yeah well i do you're, i think we you're a realist and i'm a like silver lining i'm yeah. silver lining and, that's, and we need that. We need people who have that, and we need people who have what I have. So, Absolutely. right. It is important for me to also see, like, you know, where is the silver lining in this? What is good about this? Mm -hmm. You know, what can come out of this? That's really what it is. Is what gets created from our grief, the yes. gift that gets created. You know, that's is usually aha like something we recognize some new way to experience the world some new way to think about something so so that yeah. could be absolutely and i think that once we get there then we can truly feel gratitude and not just give lip service to exactly. gratitude to yeah. right of whatever thankfulness. Yeah. yeah okay yeah. well alan thank you so much you're welcome and until and next until next time and listeners yet again we encourage you to have a dream buddy because it help it helps it helps through this convoluted path yeah yeah and dreams dreams are such an absolutely fascinating way to look at your own psyche you know just it's very yes. very really revealing and telling and creative and yeah yes so, listeners, we hope you have Holomod Metukin. <laughs> <laughs>